Almost exactly three years ago, Miss Morag from Lothian Dance Academy was shocked when her annual show came within hours of having to be cancelled. The condition of the town hall had deteriorated to such an extent that the building was deemed unsafe. It was only able to go ahead when some urgent stopgap safety measures were put in place. Local concern had been growing and a petition to save the town hall was gathering momentum. That's when Porty Central was born with the aim of the community taking responsibility for running the building over from the council. There were numerous discussions and consultations and it looked like progress was being made and then Covid happened. So this afternoon at Belfield it'll be the first time since 2019 when there's actually a public meeting where we have the chance to find out what Porty Central, now a fully registered charitable organisation, has been working on and to make our views known about the future of the building bearing in mind that work has yet to start in it, and the keys won't be handed over until that's complete. I met Jennifer Elliott, who chairs the trustees, and Jeff Pearson, who's also been involved right from the start. I started by asking Jennifer what they hope to achieve. This is a chance to talk to people on this topic and hear what they want to ask, hear what they want to tell us, gather further feedback on what's important, what's to be done, what have we forgotten. So do you have a kind of... a agenda which you're actually going through because it is one of those days you can drop in. It is so the structure is going to be set up with some tables which we've chatted among ourselves and think are topics of interest but people can go off piste. So there's going to be a table around the building which will be led by Ursula Pretch, our development manager because not everyone's seen the plans and for a long time no one's been in the building so if you can look at the diagram you can help visualise get an idea there. There'll be a section on uh, membership and volunteers, which will be with Morag Phillips. Morag will just be talking about the membership piece, and we've now got 250 members at least since we started a proper membership drive. She'll be picking up volunteering ideas. There's ways to help. John Davy is going to have a table on a year in the life of the building, so we've spent a lot of time thinking about how do you programme in the types of events? You can only have one group in on a Friday night. What types of groups should they be? How much do you charge? We've thought about all these things. And John will lead that table. And I'm going to have one on Portobello Central, which is really about the organisation that have set up to take the, the town hall into community ownership. And there's a lot of work we do. I will be looking for trustees. I'll hope people will join in, but I'll explain that role and explain what we've been doing as a group. We'll have a timeline down the wall as well of what's happened and what will be the future and we'll be seeking post-it comments there. But it's mainly conversations with a wrap-up around half three. Towards the end of the day we'll make it into a bit more of a theatre style and have a more group chat but the start will be conversations. Can I turn now to Jeff Pearson because to a certain extent this is, I'm not going to call it speculation, but it is kind of that in a way because you don't have the building yet. That's true. I'm calling it now a long engagement, so that we've been circling around each other, around the building, around the council, around the funders, for almost three years. But actually, we've now set a date, and so we have to work towards the wedding. And after the wedding, which will be the day we move into the building, we have to say, OK, what's married life going to be like? And the answer is, that's what we're trying to plan at the moment. The fine detail of who's going to pay the rent, where does the energy come from? Who is going to get the driving licenses? All that kind of heavy paperwork that's of no interest to anybody else. But if we don't get that right, the day we go into the proper marriage, we move into our new house, 
then we are really stuck. So we've been teasing people along gently, as you do in an engagement, saying it would be good, wouldn't it, if we had the building? It would be good if you could do those, that dancing, that wrestling, all these kind of things. And everyone says, yeah, yeah, bring it on, let's have some of that. But we've now actually got to the point of, will you or will you not? So what we're looking for are people to say, actually, we still believe in you. And there's a bit of a risk that when I've, you accused me a couple of months ago, David, of being too optimistic or even optimistic, and that's not my natural mode, but I've been optimistic because I can see this is going to work. And I'm optimistic too because the council, particularly senior officers in the council, are saying this will work. But when you get down to the numbers and the detail of it, you begin to think, actually, this is a bit complicated. And there are bits of paper that we don't understand, requirements which come out of the woodwork. Changing the subject, we had a raid into the town hall about six weeks ago and we came away with swag, which includes a lot of the papers involved in running the building. So behind me here, I've got boxes of swag. And some of those involve licenses for kinds of entertainment. I never knew, and several people didn't know, there's a thing called an indoor sports licence. We now need to be an expert in indoor sports licences. And Ursula, who you've spoken to before, is very interested in fire safety certificates. Well, I can get really excited about some things, but fire safety certificates are not keeping me awake at night. So the point is that we are now at a point, instead of just thinking about it, we are actually having to do it. And we are going to do it. We will be in there in the early months of next year with chums. Jennifer, earlier, can I turn back to you? Because there is a certain frustration around at the moment because the work was supposed to have started at the beginning of this month and then it was the 11th of this month and now it's the beginning of July. That must be really frustrating for you. Yes, it is. It's tricky to work with, but we know it's moving. I mean, I remember the euphoria of June last year when we heard we'd been awarded, or the council had been awarded for the town hall £350,000. I was dancing, it was the last day of term in Tower Bank. I picked up my son from school. It was all going to be done by the December, we were sure. (laughs) Turned out that that money, which had to be committed by March 2022, was really just committed in March 2022. So yeah, the job was due to be happening in June. It's gone into July. We don't know if that'll have an impact on the end date. Perhaps the contractor will still work there, but everybody is aware the world has changed. Building costs have gone up, building materials, labour availability. There are delays. Anyone trying to do a, a house project, any kind of building project at the moment, it's delayed. So the council have been good to work with on this. They know how to put out the contracts. They've led this in a way that we didn't have the skills to do. So we've worked in partnership with them there. So yes, it was a blow to hear a few days before the 1st of June that it wasn't going to start on the 1st of June. But we remain optimistic that it will happen. There is a lovely, huge pot of funding there to make this building how we want it to be, to at least make it still look the same but be ready for use. It's a huge start in the journey of where we want this project to go. So I'm not deeply frustrated about this subject yet because it is progressing. Jeff, there is another problem that is looming, which is how on earth are you going to pay, for example, the gas bill? Because every household in the country knows just how much of a problem that is already. What's it going to be like in, what, three months, four months' time, six months? Well, in the swag that I took from the, the town hall, 
we also collected some estimates of how much energy was used before. And the, the fascinating thing is that the building, as I've said in a previous podcast, was roasting hot for an awful long time. So we have no basis on which to calculate how much gas we need and nothing to show a potential supplier this is what we would need. Jen is a very brave lady. She's proposing that we might run events which generate their own heat. So Northern Soul Dancing, that I've spoken to about before, will be right at the top of the list. You have Northern Soul Dancing every night because that gets hot. But seriously, this is a business. And businesses work on income and expenditure and sometimes profit. And if we can't make income and expenditure match, then the project's off. So our job is to find prices for the letting that will enable us to run the business. We've been talking to funders, and we're changing the topic here slightly, but we've been talking to funders about help. And we are between a rock and a hard place because we are a big building, and it's a listed building, historic, so it gets that kind of money. But it doesn't need much doing to it in terms of restoration. It just needs to be maintained a bit. The other funders who used to do this kind of stuff are now focusing on the deprived, the people with poor communities and so on. So it doesn't help that the day we talked to some of the larger funders that we had the tyre extinguishers letting down the tyres of SUVs all over Portobello and being reported in the Times. That we are perceived as a reasonably well-off community that can pay for its own entertainment. That is probably true, but really what we want are the people who can't afford to do the stuff to be able to come and use the town hall as well. We've been very clear that the whole spectrum of life is going to take place in the town hall. And that means people get things they couldn't afford and are helped on by people who really want to do something of a particular kind and are willing to pay for it. That's the theory, and I'm being optimistic, But the suggestions we have, because we're getting a constant flow nearly every day of somebody saying, can I rent this place next September? In other words, 15 months away. And we would like to do it for this length of time, these number of days. So we think there are events coming towards us like a meteorite from space that we can't quite predict when they'll land. But when they hit, there'll be a big bang and this will be worth money. Jennifer, I'm going to turn back to you and return to today's meeting. How important will it be to have the kind of people, if you like, that Jeff was mentioning, and not just the same as that we've had before? The town hall's more of the wider area than just Portobello. It's a bit Edinburgh's town hall. It's certainly a wider space than Belfield that I know very well or the Wash House. So I am hoping it'll attract a wider audience, and within that there's going to be different communities. The town hall often had your wrestling, the Northern Soul, the, the boxing, the community nights, as in specific community nationalities would hire the hall. So it targets a wider audience, I think. And I suppose from a funding perspective, it is important to meet community needs. And we will need to find out what the community needs are. So a big part of today's meeting is updating the community needs information that we've gathered so far. The survey we did last time was summer of 2020. That's the last time we formally engaged. So today's a little bit of a a less structured engagement, but we are seeking that feedback of what the community needs. Because if you can prove the community, whoever they be and whoever they come to us, if you can prove you are meeting a need, that does drive your strategy, shape what you're going to deliver and allows you to go for a funding application. And I remember at one point being told that the old 
Portobello Council area stretched from the boundary of Leith round Arthur's Seat all the way down to the Midlothian boundary and all the way out to the East Lothian boundary. So in a sense, you've got to be looking at those communities as well. There's a, a diagram we have which is a two-mile boundary around the town hall and I've just earlier this week been on a 20-minute neighbourhood meeting with some of the council officers and that was an important part of us securing the funding. That is a really important initiative in which certain of these portobello buildings can play a real key part. Now this walk, I don't go on the walk, there was a walk and a cycle. The cycle met outside the town hall, not because I was there, but that was the meeting point, the obvious place that the councillors chose for folk to gather from. We've talked about the town hall being the, the heart of new life in Portobello. It is right there in our high street. It's a really crucial place. So where people can get to easily and active travel, that circle around it is the community that we're targeting. We don't have a membership boundary for our community or for Portobello Central Skio. So we took the geographical boundary out. You can join if you're in Australia, Canada, Mozambique. But we find that the members who have signed up are within that local geography. The boundary was a constraint. You're talking to me in a place which is outside traditional Portobello. We're the wrong side of the railway. And so all the other places in, in Portobello are focused on the north side of the railway. We realise that the people towards Duddingston are very willing to pay, so they ought to be able to, able to contribute to the community in which they live. And it's just a quirk of, the, of geography that there's a boundary. The boundary's not real. Craig and Tinney is another place that we really wants to use. And then we've got New Craig Hall. So having a boundary was a real problem to us. So we took it away. And no one noticed, no one complained, and so we've moved on. We've also taken away all the other kinds of restrictions. You know, you have to be over four feet tall and, and have pink eyes before you can be a member. We've taken all that out and just say, if you've joined and you're over 16, we'll have you. And that also means you'll come to play in the town hall. As you've heard, today's meeting will be, for the most part, quite informal. The doors will open at half past one, and the session's expected to run until about half past three. It really is your chance to find out about the project to save the town hall and to help guide the trustees when they work on their plans and how best the building will serve the community. That's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will turn up to Belfield this afternoon. If you have any ideas for future episodes, then please do get in touch, either by social media or email at theportypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.